Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Dale. We're sisters and best friends, and this is Proof It's Possible. Jamie and I are complete opposites, but somehow through every stage of life, we stay on the same team. We're kicking the door wide open and sharing our morning coffee chats with you. Join us as we chat about everything from chasing our dreams to entrepreneurship to family, friendship, and what other craziness we have going on that week. Hi guys, welcome back. Today we have kind of an interesting topic. It's a little bit hard to... I find it a hard topic. So what we are chatting about is expectations versus reality. So I know we all go into like every situation in our life with a set of expectations, but when are they good and when are they bad? You know, how do you know what... And when do you need... When do you need to adjust them? Exactly. And what's reasonable? Like, because this is the thing. If you have a ton of expectations in your life, I find that those people are often the most unhappy people because they go into every situation with an idea of exactly what it's going to look like. And then and the second it deviates from that, they're yes. miserable. Miserable, mm-hmm. very upset, offended, hurt by people, mm-hmm. hurt by situations. Everything is wrong. And so it's like, when... That said, though, if you don't have expectations and you just let everyone and anyone do anything or any, you know, let it be whatever it is, aren't you just saying you'll put up with complete garbage? Like, where's the middle ground? I think there's a difference between expectations and boundaries. Yes, me too. I would say that's exactly it. So for somebody out there that's struggling with what is a fair and healthy expectation slash boundary. How do you know the difference if you're lost and you're in the chaos of it and you're always mm-hmm. feeling disappointed by people, situations, life, whatever? What's your advice? Well, I think like the only way to describe it is to use an example, like, cause I don't know the right words without having like a real life example. So let's just say you're hosting a party at your house. Like let's say it's my birthday party and you have all these expectations that people are going to come, they're going to mingle, they're going to have a great time. They're going to form brand new friendships. You're bringing two groups of people that don't know each other together. And it's going to be the greatest night of all time. And you're going to play board games and you're going to, you know, you have all these uh, laundry list of expectations that those are expectations. If they don't happen, you're probably going to be upset if you've, committed to these, these expectations. Like if you, in your mind, you've said X, Y, and Z need to happen. And then they don't happen. You're going to be unhappy. The difference is, is like boundaries, for instance, is like you, you have this birthday party planned and your friend who is supposed to be helping you set up shows up two hours late and she's miserable when she gets there. Your expectation was that she would be on time and blah, blah, blah. And, and that didn't happen. But your boundary is that, you know, moving forward, if, if she's not willing to, you know, commit to whatever she said in order to help you, then you're not going to rely on her anymore. So your boundary is, is that she commits to whatever she is supposed to do and that she's going to show up on time. And, and if she doesn't, then you can have a conversation with her about what your boundary looks like and how she, you know, went against your boundary or tested your boundary or whatever that looks like after the party. Right. They both can be like hurtful and they both can lead to unhappiness. But one is like a set of set of expectations that are like non-negotiables. Like I I will not get screamed at at my own party. I will not, you know, get talked to poorly. 
I, I won't allow any one of my friends that shows up at my party to be like, you know, talking mean down to or yeah, me exactly. or mean to anybody else that's at the party. Right. Those are boundaries. Those are like expectations mm-hmm. that like, here's the bar. You don't, you don't dip below. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then you're, you don't get to be part of my life or yeah. I have to set, you know, there's going to be consequences. So typically how I explain a boundary is that it's an expectation that's not a non-negotiable. And if you're not willing to do it, this is what I'm going to do. X, Y, right. Z. So there's a consequence if you're, if you don't so follow action. my boundaries. Right. Expectations are like just these imaginary thoughts and ideas that you have in your head that of how things should or them. could go. Yeah. Yeah. You've never told any about anybody about well, them. And they're not that's gonna- what I was going to say, I think is the most important thing too about boundaries in and expectations is if you have an expectation of somebody and you know, they might not live up to it because they're known for that potentially, like for it using your birthday party example, it, if you know that you have a friend that often shows up late or doesn't do the things that they say they're going to do, but it's not a total deal breaker for you. But in this situation, it's very important to you. I think communicating that expectation or boundary in advance, saying things like, I mean, sometimes it's like, give the person a two hour, say it starts two hours earlier. So Mm -hmm. that they, they think that they have to be there two hours earlier, but actually you only need them two hours later. And then they show up when you actually need them which is a management tool that is like putting up with something that is not ideal for you. But at least your expectation of that person is because this is the thing. If someone is very consistent, that's who they are and they've shown you who they are. So you can't expect that on the day that it matters to you, they're going to become someone else. Like Mm -hmm. you needed to handle this long before your birthday party. You know, if that's the like situation that it's going to put you over the edge and like make you upset about it, you also have to communicate to them. This is very important to me. I do not want you to be late and I desperately need your help. That's why I've asked for it. Please be on time. This is a non-negotiable. If you're not going to be on time, you know, whatever. Or I, I need you to come with a happy heart that day because... I'm going to be very stressed or I'm going, you know, I need your support Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're like reason is to have them be there on time, come happy. Truthfully for me, if I had a friend that like showed up to my birthday party miserable and didn't help me if I'd asked them for their help, like that person wouldn't probably be on my list ever again, just because I don't, that's my boundary, right? That's a boundary. Exactly. So the consequences is, is that they wouldn't get to be on the list the next time. No, they exactly. wouldn't probably be I a close friend of yours. For sure. And like, you, you're not willing to tolerate part, that. Yeah. The being late part would be like frustrating and annoying, but the coming miserable would be the actual boundary for me, ruining mm-hmm. the party because they can't be polite towards others, towards me, whatever. That's just something that I'm not interested in being treated that way. And I'm not interested in it. So I do think that expectations and boundaries are very, very hard for people to separate. And one, one example I have um, that I, we get a lot in our families because we have amazing parents and they're very good grandparents. And I notice people comparing their own parents to how much involvement mom and dad have. Like I have a few mm-hmm. girlfriends that are watching and like that are watching mom and dad show up to sports and help with kids and do all the things they say they're going to do. And they're like, you know, we just don't have that kind of grandparent involvement or grandparents live somewhere else or whatever it looks like. And I always think like there's two choices. You can communicate what you want from them and what you need from them. 
but expecting people to change if it's not who they are and it's not what they want to do, you can't make someone be somebody that they're not. And mm -hmm. what the person's doing is not necessarily like a hurtful act towards anybody, but it was the expectation that they would be a certain type of grandparent or that your parents would be a certain type of parent, whatever that looks like. And it can hurt your feelings. So what would you say to that, that example of people who are like, being literally offended by the boundary. Well, I think that there's, and okay. So if it really matters to you, if the, the topic, the subject, the thing, the action really matters to you, then you need to set clear boundaries before the event with the people that are going to be involved and be very clear. Like this is my boundary and this is what my, you know, expectation of you or the event or whatever is. So that's the first thing, make it be known. The second thing is, is expectations are often done privately in your own head and they're not communicated to anybody. So then people have no idea that they've just crossed this invisible, invisible barrier that you've created in your mind. And oftentimes an expectation is an outcome of results. And so it's like, you know, I wanted everybody to play board games at my birthday party and nobody wanted to. Well, nobody knew that that was really important to you. Nobody knew that that was your boundary. Nobody totally. knew that that was your plan. So it's taking accountability for your expectations. And then the other thing is, is feeling open to the idea that this or something better. So if I really wanted to play board games, which is a silly example, but like, let's say yeah. I really wanted to play board games on my birthday and nobody else wanted to, but then we ended up doing something else that was way more fun. It's being open to the fact that it's this or something better. You don't. Just because you, you really wanted something doesn't mean that something better can't come. So having that open mindedness enough to accept that it might not be exactly as you thought, but it could still be amazing. And For I sure. think in business in particular, people, this is one of the biggest ha hangups is expectations versus reality. People look at somebody else's 30th chapter of their business. Yeah. When they're in their first and are like, well, how come I don't have a hundred thousand followers? How come I'm not making a million dollars a year? How come I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever it looks like. But people often compare different po points of the race and are like, well, then I must be a failure. Well, that, I'm or I also think that people do what I call easy math when it comes to business. So to me, the easy math is you're sitting at home. You're like, I'm going to start this new business. All it will take is for me to get 12 customers at a thousand dollars a month and I'll make 12 grand a month. It's perfect. It's only 12 people. It's impossible not for me to fail here. So what your expectation was versus what your reality becomes isn't that easy. There's maybe lots of people offering that. You've never established yourself as the expert. You have a very cold audience. So to expect that on the first day that you in your mind have changed your goals and you're not going to be a nurse anymore, now you're going to be a health fitness coach. instructor. Yeah, or fitness instructor or whatever it is. And that people will buy into whatever that service looks like may not be realistic. You have to know that you might just get one customer the first month. And that's good enough because that is step one in getting it. Like it, but you, but you, like what to your saying that you're comparing to somebody who already has 12 or 20 or 40 cu customers, they didn't have 12 on the first day. They didn't have 40 on the first day. They didn't have 50 on the first day. They maybe had nobody on the first day. 
And then in the first three months, they got one. And then they and got it's four. that Yeah. And it's that commitment to like showing up even totally. when they don't have customers. Because if you have these crazy expectations that you're going to get 12 customers the first time you ever launch Put anything. Yes. Instagram account, and then that doesn't happen, it can be really defeating. Oh, like it totally. can be like, oh, well, I, I'm a loser and I should probably just give up this whole dream of mine. But absolutely, the, the reality is, is that you might have a thousand customers waiting in the wings, but they haven't seen your messaging yet because you haven't been consistent yet. So all they need is for you to show them for the next two months, all of the amazing transformations that you have, your clients have had, and then you're going to have a thousand new customers. It's this or something better. So like right. being open to the idea that, Exactly what I wanted didn't happen on day one, and it might not have happened on day 30 or year one or year 30, but it's being consistent in how much do you want to commit to something in order to see the results. Totally. And then back, exactly. Back to boundaries. What is your thoughts on what happens if the person who is your boundary that you need to set a boundary up with is not somebody that you can be like, you know what? They're not a good friend to me. I don't think I'm going to spend time with them anymore. What happens if it's somebody much closer to you? How do you think you manage that? I know how, how I feel about this, but I would love to hear what you think. How do you manage like, that? Like you're person? saying it's like a really close friend that you need to have like a or, hard conversation. Or it's like someone in your family that it's not a negotiable to be like, we're not family anymore. So don't, you're not actually coming to our birthday party anymore. You're, you're not. Invited. You have been uninvited to Christmas. Thank you. Exactly. Um, I think you just make the boundaries with like a kind and loving heart. You make your boundaries known and you say why it's important to you. So you're not like, listen, I don't want you at my birthday party anymore. Like that doesn't show any kind of empathy, compassion, sympathy, nothing. It evokes no positive emotions. What you do say though is like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to have this birthday party and I, I'm going to leave it up to you. But last time I had the birthday party, it really hurt my feelings that you said you were going to help and then you didn't. And then I was kind of left to scramble. So I'm going to ask somebody else to help. So that's kind of off your plate. You're welcome to join or not join. But I just want you to know that that was my, you know, like that really hurt my feelings. And because oftentimes if people know what they've done wrong, they have the opportunity to do better. But we as human beings stuff, stuff, stuff. And we're like, you know what? My that friend who didn't show up, up or didn't yeah. show up on time, they, they're just, an, yeah. they're a terrible friend. You know, like you've yeah. made this idea about them. You never talk to them about it. It drives a wedge between the two of you. Cause you're like, I'm not inviting her next time. But yeah. the person has literally no idea. Cause they came exactly as they are. They're late to everything. They help totally. with nothing. And now all of a sudden you're mad about it. So it's like it, for me, it's communication, communication, communication. Boundaries is, are all about communication, communicating what your boundary is communicating when someone's violated your boundary and doing it with kindness. And so that they can see your side of the story and you can see yeah. their side of the story. It's not just a one way communication. It's two way. For sure. For sure. And I also think editing time with people, it doesn't have to be a like nasty where you go and say you're a jerk and I'm never talking to you again. You can quietly also just put space between you and other people. Like you, once you do communicate it, or if it's maybe somebody that you don't even feel the need to communicate it with, if you can get over it, like I don't get my feelings hurt very easily. So for me, I almost never, and I don't have a lot of expect, expectations about how people behave towards me, but I am 
also very happy and naturally gravitate towards people who I feel good around. So if somebody feels like a lot of work because you're like, I have to tell them to come two hours early so that they show up on time and I'm always going to be one step ahead of them. I naturally gravitate away from that person. Like I, I just without even noticing I'm doing it with, without mm -hmm. a sad heart, without feelings hurt, I just, they're not my people and that's okay. Like that's who they are. And that's their, their, I let people be who they are. And I think that that's like a hard, um, skill, but to not take everything personally, to assume that it's within them that that's who they are and what they're about. And that's okay. Cause they, not everybody like loves the same way you love. Not everyone's a friend the same way that you are. Mm -hmm. And to expect us all to be exactly the same. I just don't think is like sustainable, reasonable. It's not necessary. We all need to be a little bit different and there will be people that fill your bucket and it's an easier transaction every single time. And just naturally saying like, let's go for lunch to the person that will actually show up for lunch on time. If that's important to you is the person to invite to lunch, like chasing Absolutely. the person that won't consistently won't do the thing. And you are always being like, okay, I'd like to address something with you. I want you to know that, you know, this is hurting my feelings. You also don't have to make time for people that are constantly pushing all your boundaries. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And at some and point, editing, you've got to edit friends. Yeah. If somebody people. continues to disrespect you and disrespect your boundaries, absolutely. There needs to be an edit in your relationship yeah. moving forward. Like, and the example for we're sure. using is a pretty trivial one, like a birthday party totally. and a friend showing up. But I think that it can be, you know, these principles can be used for like much tougher conversations and much tougher situations in real life. Like, Mm -hmm. And I do think the family one is really tricky because it is oftentimes people don't want to a hold their, their family members accountable. B it's a, it's a much more uh, intertwined relationship than just like a cut and dry one issue. We've had one issue and that's, you know, you, you broke my boundary or whatever. Oftentimes it's a thousand little things. It's the straw that yeah. broke the camel's back. But I do believe that if somebody is continually disrespecting your boundaries, then it is definitely time to take a really hard look at your life yes. and say like, is this bringing any value to me? And if the answer is no, then perhaps distancing yourself from that person or breaking off that relationship with that person is necessary. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. And giving yourself space from them, like only see them at the big family gatherings. Don't see them one-on-one -on -one anymore. You don't have to, like if it's yeah. not serving you, you don't have to. And that is, a, that is knowing your boundaries and stopping your people pleasing, right? Like mm -hmm. it's so easy For to sure. just be like, but I should, I should spend time. I should. And you don't well, And you know what? The outside world also reinforces the idea that like, well, but it's your mom, but it's your sister, it's yeah. your brother. You shouldn't be fighting with them. And it's not even about the fight. It's it, You might not even be fighting, but you're just not close with that person. Yeah, yeah but if that person is toxic, they're totally. toxic. Whether they're blood related to you or not. For sure. And, and they don't even have to be as, as extreme as toxic. They can just make you feel not great. And that's mm. where expectations and versus reality and really getting clear on your boundaries and really knowing who you are and what you care about and how, what your energy feels like after an exchange with somebody is a really big tell. It's, it's the, for me, it's my guiding light on, do I spend my energy here or do I spend it with somebody that I leave feeling alive, happy, joyful, 
you know, and that's exactly, I, I really encourage everybody to like, keep an eye on your energy, keep an eye on your relationships and where you feel like you're, you have expectations of people that maybe aren't realistic, or maybe it's totally non-negotiable. And those are actually your boundaries, not your expectations. And what's happening in reality? How, how do you actually feel after these exchanges? We would mm -hmm. absolutely love to hear from you about the times that you've struggled with expectations versus reality. And I feel like all of our girls who are dating still, there, there's a huge, huge, like, you know, what, what can you expect from the guy that you're dating? What is too much? What is, what's a need and what's a want? And why can't you have more than just boundaries met. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's nice to be like, oh, well, I, I wanted you to buy me flowers or I wanted this or I wanted that. But like you said, you do have to let the guy know that those things are important to you if they're important to you. Because maybe the last person he dated, it wasn't important at all. Totally. So. And what, like flowers might bring me joy, but no. the next person, they might absolutely hate flowers. Exactly. So For sure. You just, you absolutely have to. This reminds me, I was watching Love is Blind last night and Same. completely just going down a rabbit hole here, but how the one girl, I don't even know their names, uh, the one couple and she, they were having a conversation about money and he was like, no, I think it's fine to split the bill yeah. forever. And she was like, no, yeah. oh my God, this is like totally crazy. And then, and her family, he, her dad made a comment about like how terrible it is if you would split the bill. And I know that some people are like very happy to split yes, the bill, exactly. but that was her boundary is that yeah. she doesn't want to split the dinner bill with her yeah. boyfriend or fiance or whatever. Anyway, it's just, I was forcing Darren to watch this with me. And I said to him, absolutely. I, if in the early days of dating had, he'd been like, okay, well, let's split the bill. I wouldn't have been okay with it. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even like vocalize why. I don't know if it meant that he was a gentleman. I don't know if it meant that he was like, thought I was worth it. Like, I don't know. But I wanted him to pay the bill in our first few dates for sure. Maybe yeah, I'm traditional. Everybody likes something different. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyways, okay, we, we would love to hear from you guys on this because we do feel like this is a little bit of a controversial and we feel like everybody has so many great examples of this in their own life that they've either mastered or they're still in the middle of. So we would absolutely love to hear from you guys and thanks again for listening. Bye. We are so grateful you're here. It would mean the world to us if you'll subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and leave us a review. If you want to hear more from us, go to proofitspossible.com to join our mailing list and find our social links so you don't miss a thing. Thanks and chat next time.